Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded Taurus, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. So I'll give it to you. Um, how would you like to introduce yourself? So my name is Haley Taylor, sir. I am of Māori descent, so I'm from New Zealand, from a little town up north called Kaikohe, and I'm from a tribe called Ngāpuhi. And the reason I say that is because um, the indigenous of me is like very rooted in like the earth medicine and stuff like that. But I also am a mum of four beautiful daughters. Um, I'm married and I also am a medium, psychic medium, a healer and all the other wild frequencies that you can go on in that space. Because <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> I love that. I was going to say, I was like, I can't remember if you had three little girls or four little girls, but yeah, you have four. Yes, four. Oh, so many. <laughs> How old are they all? Um, I have, oh my goodness, I have a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. So they just, oh my gosh, I just had them. Like, bam, bam, bam. It's funny, when you start having children, I feel like as soon as you have one, like, you just, it automatically becomes like the hormones just turn over, and you're just like, and into the next, and into the next. So, but I'm very blessed to have all of them. Yeah, but they're very close in age. Thank goodness. That's helpful. (laughs) It's nice because I feel like sometimes when they're closer in age, they can have like, oh, not like a closer bond, but kind of in a way when they're when they're growing up, they can like teach each other things. And it just some things it makes it easier, right? When the ages are really close. Oh, yeah. My daughters are like best friends and it's so helpful. So my two older daughters are best friends and then my two younger daughters are best friends. Yesterday, they both went into their different rooms and hung out just with each other. So, yeah, I'm very grateful that I had them all together. I love that. And New Zealand, I haven't been there, but I heard it's very similar weather to Vancouver, where I'm from. Is it like how oh, hot? Yeah, it's, it's it like not as hot as like for me. I feel like the most it's been is maybe in the eighties for you guys. Like we have it um, in a different. I think I don't know if you guys are Celsius or um, Fahrenheit, but yeah, it doesn't get too hot, but it gets really cold. And it's always raining and it's always up and down. Like one day it's raining, one day it's not. You're just like, what is going on? <laughs> okay, that sounds similar to Vancouver. Do you guys get snow though on that side of the world? Yeah, we do. We get it all the way down on the South Island. So yeah, down on the South Island, we get a lot of snow as well. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Me, I'm like, I love snow. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, maybe we'll take it back a little bit. Maybe we'll take it back to like your childhood. What was little Haley like? What was your first experiences with spirit? Did it happen at a young age or how did that come about? Oh, that is such a cool question. I love that. For me, I grew up in a very spiritual environment. Again, like when you're growing up with the culture that's Maori and very indigenous and very like, 
the land is everything. Like in Māori or in New Zealand, we when we go to introduce ourselves, we introduce ourselves by saying like, this is my mountain, this is my river. Like we don't say our names, like that's what we say. And so I grew up in the type of environment where like the land and I, we were one. And then also that like all our protocols and everything that we did, we understood that it was with our ancestors, just like every other indigenous culture. And so when I was growing up, it was <clears throat> it happened pretty quickly. Like I just was there and there were spirits. I felt a lot. I saw a lot. I think I would have conversations with like my with my friends and be like, can you see that guy in the wheelchair? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh, that's annoying. And they'd be like, go ride it. Go ride the wheelchair. And I was like, no, a guy's sitting there. <laughs> you know, and no one else could see him. So or like I would have experiences where I'd just sit down. I think I was in high school and I would just sit down and I'd be like, you know, psychically read them, but not understand that that's what I was doing. So I would sit with my friend and be like, she's feeling this, he's feeling that. That's what's happening in her life, you know? And she would just be like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm just telling you what they, what's happening. And then she would go talk to them and that's exactly what was happening. So, and also I grew up in a very, how do I say this without throwing my parents under the bus? <laughs> because I love them but you know they they looked after me the best way that they could a hundred percent better than their own parents but I grew up in a very abusive household so you know and I and they had abuse in their lineage and so when it got to me you know they were as kind as they could they protected me as much as they could but like there also was a lot of abuse and a lot of abuse happened to me so during those times I had to depend on like the spirit world to like look after me um, and help me so that happened that made the connection even stronger so I would like watch spirits come into the room and be like Haley, it's okay let's like let's take you out of your body and I'd be like okay you know so I think I think there were a couple of times where you know really horrendous stuff happened I would just watch myself glide out of my body and just watch it happen and I think the very first experience that I ever had was when I saw myself in my in my mum's womb <laughs> That was probably the first ever experience that I had where I was like, oh, this is weird. But I remember being in my mother's stomach and like seeing my hands and like seeing myself in, in her stomach. That was probably the first ever experience. And so from then on, I remember when I, I had talked to my mom about it, I was like, I remember being in your stomach. And she was like, what? And then I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's a bit wild, but yeah, that's a little bit about me, I think. There's some little bits here and there. <laughs> well, interesting. I actually had a similar experience of remembering that I was in somebody's belly, but it wasn't in this lifetime. It was a lifetime where uh, I actually wasn't born. My mom had a miscarriage, but I remember like going into the belly and just like hearing them talk and hearing them sing to me. Um, it was crazy <laughs> so that's so interesting that you had that similar experience that's wild I freaking love that yeah you know I've, I think I've heard one other person say that as well that they've experienced that and so when they said it I was like oh okay this is normal <laughs> this is normal I think maybe <laughs> totally okay do you find um because I know that you how you work is so fascinating to me because we both work so different for example I remember a story that you shared about being in the hospital, I think, I'm not sure if you were going through like your birth, but it was something that you were going through at the hospital and the nurses were all around you. You didn't plan on it, but you were giving readings because you're like, I could see your grandma's with you. I could see your mom's with you. And the nurses were like, what? 
So when you look at people, do you always see people that are with them in spirit? Or or sometimes do you just see that one person that's in front of you? Or is there always somebody with them? I haven't met a person yet where there's not someone with them. Yeah, no, I haven't met anyone. And sometimes like I don't see that person per se. Like maybe I don't see it like in my mind's eye, but you know, with the other clears, like you go, Oh yeah, that's happening. So yeah, I haven't experienced that where I've gone, Oh, there's no one with you. <laughs> I've gone, Oh my gosh, there's so many people with you. Like I feel like every single time. And I just almost get like, Do you know? Like, do you know that you have a whole crowd behind you? Because it's really overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. That's- I feel like sometimes um, how I look at it is like people from the spirit world, they come and they go, they come, they, they'll be by us and then they'll go. So I wonder how, how that plays a part. Like, do you feel like from your experience, do you feel like they're with the person 20, like all day long, or do you feel like they come and go also? I don't think that they're with them the whole time. They definitely come and go. I think, for example, guides, right? Like, I feel like when I'm seeing someone, I don't just see spirits, like I see guides and then I see like the healing and then I see the ancestors that are connected to the healing like then you see the pets and then you like there's just so many or you see the past lives like there's so many different frequencies so I think when when you're like when we're talking about spirit like a hundred percent like it is like a I'm gone I'm coming back kind of thing definitely but I find it difficult sometimes to differentiate between all those different frequencies and so I'm just like there's a crowd overwhelmed <laughs> you know yeah. and, and also the past lives too like for example not mm-hmm. as for a reading but like when you look at me do you see like past lives do you see angels or like what comes up for you not to put you on the spot no no that's fine um you know what's so funny I feel like the last couple of times I've tried to jump into your energy I'm like oh it's a little bit hard over here <laughs> but um I think with you, I think off the bat, it does feel very like my dog just jumped off the bed, like flew off the bed. <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, um, Haley just stepped into the energy. Um, get out. <laughs> I think with you, there does feel like there, you have a very high frequency, so it does feel like like a guide frequency, and then it does feel like mum frequency underneath. But then it also feels like, you know what I mean? Like there's some people where you jump into the energy and it's just very like lower round. Like your one is very high around. So when I'm in your energy, I don't, no, I do see past lives. Who is that? Yeah. A guy in a suit. (laughs) So I'm like, who are you? (laughs) But I see a guy in a suit. Like, and so, and I don't know, that might be a guide as well, but like there's a guy in a suit and he's like right in front of me. And then as I kind of go around, their mum's like over here. So it almost feels like there's a bunch of different guides first. Mum's over here. And then when I go back, then that's when I see like past lives. And then when I'm jumping into past lives, I think I see, huh, I feel like I'm at a castle. And then who are you? Huh. And then you look like a little girl. Oh my gosh, I'm just like, okay, and let me just read. <laughs> you know, and then I see a little girl and I and I see her like almost walking into the castle like it almost like kind of like a maid kind of vibe with this little girl and so I'm walking into the castle and then I'm walking out and then I'm going back to a village and that that kind of vibe but if I'm like trying to figure out ZQ like what that means help me so I work with um ZQ when I'm doing past lives I'm like come here which is an angel everybody but he was the first one that came to me um Michael came to me then ZQ came right after and he was like past lives let me help you so ZQ what does that mean um 
And then I also do that. Da 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 da. <laughs> Tell me real quick, my friend. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you seem like a person, at least in this life, where like, I don't know, like almost as much as it kind of was a little bit out of sorts, you kind of knew how life went. Like it almost feels quite structured. And I go here and then I go here and it doesn't feel very, um, like it, despite like how wild it looks, it doesn't feel too crazy. Oh, there were actually was some hard times in there too, if I can see. But it feels like you really had to like fight hard to get to like a different life. And that's how it feels. Like you start from the bottom and you fight really hard. So I just feel like, you know, normally past lives will kind of show you something that's happening in your current. And so when I'm looking at you, like you must be in this zone of like trying to really fight like something like trying to really make sure that um kind of step out a little bit more or like you can go to the next level because it does feel like you almost find it really difficult to get to like the next stage or the next thing which is wild because you're a hard worker in this life <laughs> you know so it's like it just feels like trying to overcome the system that you're in or something in that life so it's yeah it's it's hard it almost feels like you know you've done this before where you're like everything is, is doing really well but it almost is trying to get out and do something bigger than that. So, no, it can, it can get pretty detailed, but I mean, I just... <laughs> I was just curious, curious of, like, if you were looking at me in the camera and then you could see, like, 12 heads, like, blah, 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 like if it was a full bedroom or not. <laughs> That's interesting that there's, like, that maid connection because I have a cleaning business in this lifetime. Oh, no way! Dude! Right! Okay. There's so many things from our past lives that we bring into our current life in some aspect, right? Like there's always like a little piece of us still in all these lifetimes. It's so cool. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's wild. I did not even like correlate the two at all. <laughs> so that that's beautiful. Huh. But yeah, I think when you're saying like how many people are by you, like again, like there's it depends on what frequency you're at. Like, because if you ask me for a different frequency, then I can show you. It's like a whole different level. Okay. Would you say that your main Claire is clairvoyance? Yeah, I feel like it's it's a decent one. I feel like I'm at the point now where they're all pretty, you know, in sync, cohesive, mm -hmm. um, to a degree anyways. Um, I really like placing tent. As you know, it's like the, the most like, oh, I can't, like, you can't question that type of clear. Um, so I do like that one, but yeah, clairvoyance is pretty, um, yeah, predominant as well. Yeah. What's, what's yours? For me, I'm very clairsentient. So I feel in my body. So I'll feel like how they passed. I'll start coughing. If they had like a lung, lung cancer or if they were a heavy smoker mm -hmm. or they'll just, sometimes it's interesting cause I was just talking about this, but sometimes like spirit will come and they'll put their hand on my heart and I could just feel like the vibration of their hand. Because I tell them to show me which part of my body, how did, where did you pass? Like, what was the issue? But sometimes it, looks like, it feels like they just jump right into me and I'll start feeling like I have like a severe stomach pain and I can't stand up straight. So it's it's interesting. I feel like some spirits, I guess, they're more comfortable maybe. And some are like trying to come in more gently. Like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe it has to do with like their personality, right? Like some people are just more comfortable to be like, boom, I'm coming in your body. This is how I felt. And then others are just more gentle. I don't know. Yeah, I love the personalities of spirits. I'm just like, oh, you guys are so cool. I enjoy that part. But yeah, clear sentient the same way. It can be pretty horrible as well, <laughs> as I'm sure you know. 
Totally. Yes. You have to make sure I clear <laughs> and everything after. Or sometimes yeah. I'll go into the hospital and because I don't know what's wrong with me, finds out nothing's wrong with me. And it was just somebody that was trying to connect with somebody. And I'm just like, I feel so silly doing all these tests. <laughs> <laughs> take work, to, like, take the day off work. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital and nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's definitely normal you're right that's that's how it works like it, it's it's hard right because you're trying to figure out like is this mine is this yours and you know it's it gets really blurry sometimes so no I've been there done that so I, I hear you <laughs> I would love to jump into something that I don't know a lot about so this isn't only for the listeners it's also for myself um but I would love to talk about like earthbounds yeah because I've had experiences with earthbounds and seeing them I did explain a little bit about that in my earlier episodes. On a daily basis, like I don't see them and I don't feel them because I think that it depends on how far they are, how far they are. Like if they're on the other side of the bedroom, like I don't really feel their energy, but if they come up close to me, then I'll feel spirit. So I don't know if they just like hang around on the outskirts or like, what do they do? Do they just, because I remember you saying that I had an earthbound hanging around me and I was like, what? I'm like, what do they want? Why are they here? Who are they? And I think it's more common than people think, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I feel like I feel like for me, it's very normal. It was my first experience um, with spirit was earthbound, and and I think you know I think we're definitely at least with my development, um, and in the indigenous cultures, earthbounds are normal. Like it's our normal life, <laughs> you know, and that's why a lot of us don't don't want to um, develop. If, if, if you looked at a lot of indigenous cultures, we find it very difficult to like go down this journey because all of our experiences are earthbound and, and earthbounds don't have a lot of boundaries at all. <laughs> and so like there has to be very intense boundary set. So that experience can be really hard for some when you don't have the right like techniques or the right things. But when you're asking me like, okay, what are they? How do, how do they work? It's funny, as I am sitting here, I am watching myself like go, like I'm starting to get dizzy and I'm starting to like, like I, I almost went down like a whole bunch of frequencies. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, hold on. Don't, don't like faint. Because <laughs> I feel like we were talking about like high round, past lives, and then my body just went dink. Um, so my belief system is that, and this is mine, and it's okay if it's not anyone else's, but my belief system right now that it evolves as time goes on is that these different frequencies and that people decide where they want to hang out. And for me, like I just hang out everywhere. And so with earthbounds, they're in a lower frequency um, and they are just spirits who, for me and my experience, um, have unfinished business, just didn't cross over to the other side or some of them are in loops, like just stuck in loops for me. And then sometimes I've experienced um, just full-blown like dark entities as well so but that's just my, my experience and like again from like an indigenous perspective it's our norms which is so wild isn't it <laughs> why do we start there my god a little bit of, and when you're talking about um what is it like I saw an earthbound with you like yeah so for me again everybody's got them around because if you're in a house most of the time like that house has been owned by different people and so there's normally earthbounds on that land you know and then you have earthbounds that have just passed away you know that are just kind of floating around for me a lot of earthbounds will connect to people that they relate to so if they have like a similar life to that person they'll be like cool like let's hang out 
Um, and some of them, well, you're the one that's into their space. And so, you know, and they're just like, what the hell are you doing here? As long as you leave them alone, they're kind of all good. So, yeah, I hope that answers some of the things. It's such a deep, deep, like, rooted topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of some specific questions because it's like, I'm sure it's like very, like something you could talk about all day. But for example, I think I wonder, my experiences I had with Earthbounds, early in my spiritual development, I would often have a dream. I shared this on the podcast. I would wake up from a dream. In the dream, somebody was having a heart attack at like Walmart. And in the dream, I was helping, trying to get someone's attention to call 911. And I was helping the guy who was having the heart attack. And suddenly I, I woke up out of the dream and there was a man standing right beside my bed. His knees were at the eye level because my bed was so low. So I, all I could see that he, he had blue jeans on and boots. And I thought he broke in. I thought I was home alone, um, of course. And I thought it was a man that broke into my house and just was standing there because if somebody was to break in my house, they're not going to take their shoes off. My heart was just like, oh my gosh, I need to figure out if this is a real person because nothing else was happening, right? Like he wasn't moving. He wasn't talking. I told myself, I'm like, okay, I'm going to touch, I'm going to go like this really slowly and touch him. And if I feel like if I could feel the genes, it's a real person. But then I told myself, if I don't feel anything, then I'll know it's a ghost. And I just told myself that he would disappear if he wasn't a real person. So when I was going like so slow, I'm like, pretty much I'm screwed anyways, if it's a real person, right? <laughs> and I touched his leg and he disappeared. It's like still to this day, I think I heard that like earthboundsy Maybe he just passed. Maybe he wanted to like tell somebody and share his story. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's one wild. How wild is that? I find like a lot of people that don't see them off the bat, like dream about Earthbounds. I've seen a lot of that um, with other people. So yeah, that makes sense. And then also like, yeah, 100%. For me, it feels like, you know, when you, when you leave the body, like you're looking for the light. You're like, who... Who's going to see me? You know, like I've just passed. And so he would have been like, okay, her light's on. She can see me. Like she, she'll understand me. Or just like, just was like, I mean, I'm in a dark room. Where's the light at? And saw you and was like, let me just go be seen. I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of even crossed over spirits, like their goal is just to be heard and seen. That's it. And so sometimes that's all they need. But yeah, it sounds like he was definitely transitioning. Did you experience him again later on? No. And which yeah. made me think like, so we live in a complex. I'm like, maybe he just lived close by because I also question why did he come to me out of everybody else? Like what was special about me? I didn't know him. Right. Nah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good question. What is special about us? You know, <laughs> and, I, and I, in my head, I'm just like, probably nothing, you know, <laughs> like probably nothing. And, and I think it's just, again, I just, it sounds like, um, you were open at the time and I think it was just meant to happen that way also like you know your, your guides must be like earthbound like we want to show you this Maybe. so like that's yeah that's cool okay that's cool I think there's anything like for example for because I how I feel spirit clairsentiently I'll feel like the males usually come on my left side and then females usually come on my right side I'm wondering, like, how would I be able to tell the difference between an earthbound vibration? Because for me, it feels like a vibration, right? Would they not have any vibration? Like, would I? maybe that's why I don't pick up on them, because they're not vibrating. Yeah, I love that question. Okay, so for me, when I'm hanging out with crossover 
Earthbirds and Earthbound Spirits, it's very, very different. Like the frequency is very different. The more you'll interact with them, I think you'll feel it. But when an Earthbound walks into the room, I like I can feel that I've gone a whole octave down. So I can feel it now. Like I'm, you know, I like I said, I'm dizzy, you know, and I was just feeling really, really good. <laughs> like like 10 seconds ago. When a crossed over spirit comes in, one, I can see that they're all good. Like it's very clear to me. And then, but also like the vibration is different. Like they're coming in with intense love. Like there's nothing, you know, happening, nothing to worry about. But when an earthbound walks in, I can feel, I think the first significant earthbound, no, this wasn't a reading. I've had a bunch of experience, but this one got me was I think someone who had, their their dad had passed away um, by murder and someone had murdered him and, um, you know, it was gang affiliated. When, you know, when he came to me, I think he came to me, like, I didn't even know who this chick was, didn't know how I was going to get a hold of her, but he came to me, I was like, you got to help me. And I just looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? And then he was just like, I was murdered, you know, and I could feel the different frequency because he was just like, they don't even know that I didn't run away. Like, they don't even know that I'm dead. Like, they currently think that I'm just a dad that left them. You know, and it had been like 10 years of him, like not like them not knowing what happened. And so eventually I found them and I was like, this is, this is what he's telling me, you know? And then they were just like, oh my gosh, you know, decided to be like, yeah, my dad died this way. This is what happened. We thought he left, but was he murdered? And I said, yeah, he was, you know? And I remember that was one of the most significant readings that I've had today because like after that reading, because he was earthbound, I watched him like go from earthbound to like higher frequency like after that reading and he was just like yeah and he was like thank you so much Haley." and I remember I like cried because of the way that the spirit had just like like you know stopped and looked at me and said thank you so much and I was like no it's okay and he was like no thank you like I like you know and he said like I'd been I'd been in that frequency for 10 freaking years like thank you so much and so when I watched him go into a higher frequency I was like (laughs) You know, and then I saw his family come in on the other side and like welcome him, in, him into the like the higher realm. I was just like, oh my God, like I love my job. <laughs> you know, like that's just beautiful. But yeah, yeah. And that's why I think when people like talk about earthbounds, it really irks me when people just go down the negative route with it. Cause I'm just like, this is someone like, imagine someone like on the street and like, you know, they don't know where to go and they're like in a homeless situation. Like you want to help those people. Like that's kind of what it's like. And yeah, like I've been homeless myself and yeah, is it scary to hang out with us? Like, yeah, do you know what we're going to do? No, because we're, we're intense off emotion. And so um, I just am like, that's what it is. Like it's people who are just like, man, it's, it's really hard. Like, could you help me? You know? So, and so sometimes you're going to get like psycho Haley. Like if I'm in that frequency, you're going to get psycho me, you know? So I think it's just understanding. I guess my mind goes, was he lost or was he kind of waiting to get that message across to his family before he was able to leave, right? Leave the earth as an earthbound spirit and then raise up. Yeah, I think it's all of that, right? Um, one, I think his body, um, some earthbounds for me stay and stay where they were, stay where they died. Like they can't leave for whatever reason. I don't understand this, the, the rules and the spiritual things behind it, but I've seen that. And with him, it just feels like he was like, okay, 
like someone needs to know my truth so that I can cross over because this is what's happened. So yeah, I do think it was, he was lost. And I just think he needed to like get it off his chest and then uh, heal himself. So I don't know if you feel the same in your readings, but like I've watched people in a reading, especially mediumship. I've watched when they have the conversations, I've watched their frequency change, like the client, like I've watched healing happen where like the um, energy starts to like leak out of them. And then I'm like, oh, oh, you're getting healed. So that's kind of what I what happened with the earthbound. I've heard about experiences where they are lost and they need help for other people that run into earthbounds that, that are looking for help to find the light. Is it as simple as telling them like to look for the light? Or like, I haven't had this come up personally. So I'm, I'm also <laughs> wondering too, like if I have an earthbound that comes to me for help, like what's the best way to help them? That's a good question. Because I feel like for me, I've had it happen a lot in readings. Like I've had a lot of earthbounds come to me and just need the message shared. So like, you know, the unfinished business part of it, like, which I think a lot of people, a lot of people experience that. So for me, when it comes to crossing over, that's my main way that I help them. I'm just like, cool. Like, who do you need? Where do I need to go? Let me go figure it out. Like that's normally how earthbounds work. If you can do this for me, then I can cross over, you know? And then after that happens, I just kind of look at them and go, there you go go into that place like you know it, it's pretty pretty simple however I think there was one time when I was in a hospital and there were just like heaps of children they just you know I I think I've um, said it you, you know about it but like I've had experiences where you know I'm in a hospital and my baby was preterm you know there were a lot of earthbounds in the hospital and then also a lot of very very high frequency in the hospital like you know guys and stuff like that but I think there was one time where I was in the hospital and I was sitting there looking after my baby and I felt like a whole bunch of children come my way. And then I said, well, what the hell is happening? And then I realized that a lot of them were earthbound and just had kind of stuck together. And so I said to them, like, okay, let's, like, you know, let's crush you over. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I was like, okay. And I think that time was the probably one of the only times where I've, like, gone, okay, angels and guys, like, can you come in and help me to open up space to, like, let them through? But that, that's probably another way where it's just talking to your guys, talking to your angels and just opening up space for them. But it's a pretty simple process as long as they want to go to the other side. But if they don't, which happens a lot, <laughs> then they just, they just, you know, they kind of just stay here and kind of do their thing. I hope I answered the question. Yeah, so, you definitely Because there's a lot, definitely a lot of stigma because I remember my fiance was asking me, he's like, it's hard to, because he doesn't know anything about it. He's like, it's hard to know the difference between a spirit and a ghost. And I, the way I look at ghosts is earthbound spirits, but I also don't look at them as like, they're scary and they're here to scare us and make things fall off the counter and just like the movies. I don't look at them as like, they're, they're scary. I just feel like they just chose to be here for some reason instead of going up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some of them is, yeah, exactly. And some of them can be scary, <laughs> right? Like some of them can be scary because like, I think I've seen some where like, you know, they look how they passed, you know? So if like someone's like being stabbed, like I can see that you've been stabbed, you know? And then I'm just like looking at you full of blood going, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? So, um, it can be scary. And I think, and I think that's what a lot of people experience because you know, again, you're in the most rawest part of your emotion and earthbound. Like if you can imagine like your angriest state, that's earthbound, 
your saddest state like that's earthbound so yeah when you're coming in with that type of frequency it's hard it's hard yeah do you think that the earthbound spirits try to scare us on purpose i think some do yeah i think some do again this is why boundaries are so important right like (laughs) because you're just like boundaries are so important because one you shouldn't be scared of them because you're in control like there's no part of this experience that you're not in control of i think as soon as you think that you aren't then you give your power away however like 100 percent, there's earthbounds where you're like oh okay i probably should take a break from you or like watch out for you just like you would watch out for a human that you know is violent it's kind of the same thing except you're in complete control so you kind of you know don't need to be scared um, but to say that they're not scary or I haven't experienced that is probably very, very untrue. <laughs> very untrue. What would you say to somebody who's not a medium or not a psychic? Maybe tips on how to understand when there's an earthbound around you. Say, for example, if somebody doesn't see spirit, then it's hard to know if there's an earthbound. And if that's the case, what to do for boundaries? Is it just simply setting the intention that they have to leave your space? What would my old self that wants? <laughs> what would my old self want to hear? Um, or what did I need to hear? I think when it comes to earthbounds and you're not a medium and you're not a psychic, I think at the end of the day, we all are all very mediumistic, all very psychic. You know, I just think it's a language that's been forgotten. And so, you know, it's, it's just something that needs to be retaught. I think if you're experiencing earthbound and you don't, you know, label yourself as one of those, I think you always can feel it. And I think that's the difference. Like if you know, if there's an earthbound with you, you know, like a hundred percent, you know, sometimes you can be wrong. And that's, and that's the other thing as well. Like sometimes you're in a different frequency, but you just are seeing it as earthbound. So I think there just needs to be a lot of education. Like if you are experiencing an earthbound or spirit in general, there just needs to be some development so that you can kind of figure it out. I think there's a lot of people that come to me and they're like, I'm experiencing an earthbound spirit. And I'm just like, this is your chance to develop and like figure out how to understand your energy and who that person is. Cause I don't, I mean, I do know, but I'm just like, but you need to figure it out. Like this is your opportunity to have a go at like knowing is it earthbound or not. But also after that, I also would be like, if an earthbound is really annoying you, if an earthbound is like in your space too much, then yes, it needs to be very intense intentions. And then it also needs to um, be a very big conversation with self about like why an earthbound would be attached to you or why that would be happening. Because the only reason an earthbound would be very close to you um, outside of you being a medium is because you hold some type of trauma that they're attracted to. If that's the case, then if an earthbound is in your space, then it just means reflection on yourself. <laughs> if there's If there's a... You know, if there's an earthbound that's really annoying you, then it means that there's something that he's trying to tell you about yourself. Maybe unconsciously he's doing it. But if, you know, that's happening, then it means like you're on a frequency one that's diving into that. So that means that there's just some, you know, some stuff there to heal. I think earthbounds are really good because it can teach you how to figure out what you need to heal as well. It's a good chance to develop so you can figure it out on your own rather than just guessing why they're there, who they are, what needs to be healed. So that makes sense. If we're attracting a lot of earthbound spirits, it's almost like we're on the same vibration of them, either that we are feeling sad, maybe depressed, maybe just low frequency. 
and it maybe it is more attractive to earthbound spirits would you say yeah definitely yeah and again there's nothing wrong with being human and feeling those feelings but if you're in that situation of just real sadness me I've dealt with depression then there's something there to heal that's why you keep going there and then if you're in there then yeah you're going to attract earthbounds <laughs> so it's yeah there's a I feel like everything goes back to healing Michelle like everything goes back to healing everything let's take the frequency up a little bit (laughs) Um, okay let's talk baby spirits oh I love baby spirits (laughs) also something very unique with you I think our first reading my mom came through and you're like she's holding a baby baby girl then we started going on then you started tuning into the baby that's like my unborn child that's to come still and ever since then I talk about her all the time, like as if she's already mine, because it's just like comforting knowing that she's coming one day whenever I feel ready. But it's funny because we talk about we already have her name picked out. And my sister was like, what if it's not a girl? Like, what if you can't just get your hopes up for a girl? And I'm like, no, it's fine. But it is a girl. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I know. I've already, I've already. Have you met her yet? Like, have you had a dream about her? Have you, have you had anything like that yet? Um, no, not a dream, but I'm pretty sure like I've had, I did a meditation when I invited her forward and I did pick up some things. I think we self-doubt ourselves sometimes. Like, I feel like she's going to be a singer. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I can't remember what else I channeled, but that, that memory stuck, but I wrote it down. How did that come about? Like baby spirits with you? Yeah. Baby spirits in general. Oh, and I, and I do feel a frequency change, which is really nice. (laughs) Baby spirits. Oh, yeah, cute. So for me, baby spirits were, again, like one of the first spirits that kind of came to me when I like really dived into spiritual awakening because I had children. I have, um, you know, four daughters. And I think the first time that I had, when I got pregnant the third time, she was premature, I remember my daughter came to me um, and told me, like, in her baby spirit, and I heard her voice, and she was like, Mommy, you need to go to the hospital. Like, I'm coming, you know, and I was 20, 25 weeks. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm not feeling anything, you know? So I, I remember I told my um, husband at the time, I was like, did you hear something? And he was like, no. And then I was like, I think a little girl just told me to go to the hospital. Anyways, I said, mm, I'm just going to go anyways. Got to the hospital and I was in labor. So she wow. was right. Did you know it was a girl before? Oh, um, no, I didn't. No, I, I don't didn't. know how early that is. Okay, so you just heard a girl's voice, so. Oh, yeah, I just heard a good voice. Yeah, you're right. I didn't know. Anyways, when I got to the hospital, like this little girl was with me the whole time. Like she was just like, mom, it's okay. It's all right. And I just looked at her like, what's happening? She was like, it's okay. You're going to still be pregnant for like a week and then I'm going to come. All right. And then I was like, all right. But I remember her being my guide and my comforter. And I just, you know, I would just look at her and be like, baby, I don't know what's going on, you know. And and now she's like fully grown. She's my daughter in the other room. <laughs> and I and sometimes I just look at her and I'm like, oh, you were such a massive guide like back then. Anyways, that whole time that my children, I have two children in incubators um, who are premature. Um, they both spoke to me. They both um, guided me through their experience. They both told me like they're not going to pass away, that I'm fine. And then even when I was in the hospital, all those little baby spirits, they were also in incubators. You know, I would just chat to them and be like, hi, and they would come talk to me. So it's just such a high frequency baby spirits. And I think I, I love being in that energy. So they come to me so easily because it's my normal life. 
And then I'm just like, oh, there's nothing higher than baby frequency. And they are the most selfless spirits. <laughs> like, you know, I think I think when I'm with a grandmother, they kind of like, oh, tell her to go have that baby. Like, you know, or, you know what I mean? Earthbound's a little bit selfish too, which is fine. But like, they're like, send the message. But baby spirits are like, what does my mom need? Mm-hmm. How can I help? You know? And I've had a lot of clients come to me that have had like abortions. And, you know, I've told them like, no, you're good. And then, you know, the baby spirit has always, always said to me with like evidence of who they are, you need to tell her that I'm fine and that I want, you know, like I'm okay with having gone through that. And so I've always experienced baby spirits in a way of being like, oh my gosh, do does anyone know how selfless these little beings are? Like we need to tell everybody because I just love them. Do you find that you connect more with babies that had passed during the pregnancy or babies that haven't been born yet or that are still coming? Yeah, no, I love that. I they are even, they are, but I feel like um unborn babies. I think anyone that does mediumship, okay, maybe I'm being maybe I just think that this is normal, but I just I almost feel like it's such an easy vibration to jump in. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if you've experienced it. We are like, ah, oh, there's an unborn baby here. Like that's I don't know. Do you experience it? Like, is it an easy frequency for you to kind of jump into? Well, sometimes I would be shown like a baby girl or a baby boy. I never really took it a step further and tried to tune into the baby, but I would see that there'd be a baby coming. I think that might be the difference. Maybe I can, I'll try to tune in more on the baby spirit while I'm connecting in that way. Yeah. Yeah, no, because it, because it's such a, it's, it's almost for me, just like, how do you miss them? You know what I mean? And then, and then also like baby spirits, are just like so talkative and they want to like tell me everything about their mom and tell me like what they need. Like I've had a lot of baby spirits just like sit me down and go, so my mom needs this vitamin and she needs this and she needs this and she needs this. And, and I've gone like, okay, like it almost feels like a parent guide, you know? Um, and then I've also watched um, baby spirits that are unborn like tell me like, oh, you know, like this person, like this person is hurting my mom. And then I've like rung them and been like, hey, what the hell is going on? Because your unborn son just came and told me like, wow. what is going on, you know? So they're wow. so dang protective, so protective. That amazes me. And <laughs> she looks at me like I'm, a, I am crazy when I tell her <laughs> that I have the baby waiting for me. <laughs> She's like, um, I don't think it works like that. I'm like, no, I was chosen. Okay. Everything's figured out. It's just whenever I'm ready. I think it's hard for people to believe that sometimes that our children choose us and then they're just there when they're ready to come, right? A hundred percent. I think I've, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've I've seen spirits change gender, like unborn babies change gender for like whatever reason. I'm a couple of times where I was like, oh, it's actually a boy, <laughs> you know, and for whatever reason, it just means like you've made decisions and things have changed. So that means like their whole line has just changed, even the sex of the baby. So I've seen that happen a couple of times. Yeah. It's interesting because I remember some past life memories or it wouldn't even be like a past life. It's almost like I have a lot of pre-birth planning memories Oh my gosh. So I remember the process of choosing my parent for this lifetime. Wow. I definitely wow. believe that our children choose us. We don't choose them. It's it's fun. It's interesting how that works out. 100%. I love that. Wow. 
I love that. I, I don't think I've experienced that before. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I know that you're working a lot with earth elements now. You always post it, such uh, interesting stories. Like there was this one story that you posted about practicing moving the clouds. <laughs> and I go, what, is, what does she mean? She's practicing moving the clouds. <laughs> this is mind blowing. I was like, please tell me more. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes, that's wild. Um, so oh, that's such a cool thing to think about. So elements, I feel like how do I get to the point, Michelle? Every every topic is just so like bam, like there's so much there. So with elements for me, I um, you know, I've always been very tight with them. I've always had the conversations with them, like water, earth, fire. What's the other one? Water, earth, fire, air, you know, and sometimes it's metal or like earth you know and indigenously like this was normal like you move the clouds you move the water like there wasn't really much thought about it <laughs> you know and I and there's a lot of people even now I think in Papua New Guinea where like where the they will literally levitate off the ground ah, uh, you know and and or, or call rain you know what I mean so it's like it's in the indigenous world like people did it without thought I think I watched someone else the other day just like levitate off the ground like a person yeah which is wild you know so it's funny because I think in mediumship and psychic you know and outside trans mediumship it's very like for me it's becoming quite normal you know like mediumship psychic cute but then when like you dive into elements you're like oh I just moved the ocean like you know what I mean like that's like a a whole nother ball game so I had a mentor who is just so immersed in this, also very indigenous. And then she was just teaching us. And then um, I was just in the class. I had already kind of figured out that I kind of worked that way. And then, yeah. And then I just started to work with the elements in a very intense way. I haven't done it in a little bit because it takes so much dang energy. The feel is that you get into a point where you connect to the elements in such a deep way that you can move with them and they can guide you and they become guides and then you also just can move them. So I've gotten to a point where, um, you know, I'm just sitting down, hanging out the clouds, and then I'm just like, bink. And then it just, you know, it like busts the hole through the cloud. Um, or like I'm hanging out with water, and then I just like, you know, the energy in my hand, I'm just like, and move. Um, water's right now really hard for me to like move. Don't know why. I have, I have healing. So I, a lot of the elemental stuff, it's, it's, there's a lot of like healing work and a lot of inner work. And also, and this is just a quick little weird thing about it, is that with, with the water element, you know, I don't know, you do healing as well. Hey, Michelle, I know you do healing. Um, so when I'm in the body and I'm doing a healing session, like I'm connecting to the water in the body and then I'm shifting like the foreign elements, like the foreign things in the body. And so when you're like, you have a cup in front of you and you're trying to shift that water in the cup, when you do a healing session and you got that down, you just go on the body and you can kind of shift everything wow. in the body. So yeah, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm amazing at it. I'm still in the beginning stages of like figuring it out. Air for me is really easy to shift, um, but everybody can do it. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. No, like everybody can do it. What if I was to go outside right now and just look at the clouds? Like, could I just? Is that possible? Or do you need like training for that? Yeah, it's possible. I'm I'm one of those people where I'm just like, now nah, there's no rules or structure. Like if you believe it, then you can do it. 
I think it's better to do it for a purpose, you know, because it's just like all that does is really eat the ego up. Like, yeah, I can move a cloud. But like if you go through the process of connecting with air, connecting with water, that process is what you're trying to get. You're not trying to get to a point where you can move it like, yeah, you look cool. But you're trying to get to the point where like, oh, my gosh, I understand the air, you know? So it's really blending with the element as, and then you're one, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's, and it's wild. I don't know if anyone's watched like Airbender or like, no, Avatar, Avatar. It's like that. I don't know if anyone's watched that, but, um, you know, he's like playing with the wind and stuff like that. Like it's, it's really that type of vibe. But, um, if you can shift it, if you go outside and give it a go, give it a go, you can do it. But you're, if you, if you just go for, I want to shift air then you're missing the whole process like now I'm like oh I know water like oh my gosh I know air like it's it's different yeah (laughs) well we've gone through so many topics like that are very intense (laughs) totally so do you think like a candle like fire on a candle is easy to move um yeah I would not say easy because that's probably mean but everyone can do it but yes I do fire on a candle and then you can kind of like when you connect into it in a deep way you know you can use different emotions to connect to it and then when you just yeah you can make fire grow you can connect with it I've had situations where I've gone okay here's my candle and then I've when I've moved the fire moves as well um or I've gone grow and then it grows Is there something that we can tell the listeners maybe to guide them if they want to try this on their own? Yeah. One, just grab a candle, grab a, like set it on fire and just like set an intention to connect, set an intention to connect and make it like a daily practice. And then just Michelle knows like there's energy in our body, right? Like energy movement, like you're pretty much what you're doing is you're trying to move all the energy through your body into your hands and then you're just trying to connect to that fire and shift it. It's it's almost like a very simple process. And it's like, I, I don't know if you've like listened to Charlie Goldsmith, but like people get frustrated with him because he's like, this is how you move energy. And then people are like, make it more complicated. <laughs> and he's just like, no, it's simple. Like you just, you just do it like this. And so, um, yeah, I don't really know how to like express it in a bigger way more than just like spend time with that element and just like notice the changes. And um, I think it's as simple as that. But obviously, if you're trying to do it in an intense way or you're trying to levitate, <laughs> there's a different type of like level of work and you would have to, you know, be eating really good. You would have to like do a whole bunch of other stuff. The inner work would be wild. So I feel like if you're trying to work with the elements, then you really want to heal. Like you want to heal on another level. Have you ever levitated yourself? Oh, no, no, not at all. I, I, my, my mentors have, and I've been like, you guys are wild. If you want to levitate based on what they've said, one, you would have to isolate yourself for a really long time so that you can build the energy up. Um, and she doesn't, they don't have the time for that. <laughs> like how long is a really long time? Oh, I, 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 do, I don't even bloody remember, honestly, if I'm being honest, but she can levitate like things off the ground, like earth off the ground, but she can't levitate herself off the ground. Yeah, that's a lot of body weight, you'd think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Imagine the concentration, my God. Yeah, it's such a different realm of spirituality. <laughs> it's so different. Does it drain your energy as the same as mediumship drains your energy? Or is it more intense? Oh, 100%. Yeah. If I, I mean, if you're imagining like you 
I think with mediumship, it's a very mental capacity unless it's like um, clairsentient, right? Like if you're experiencing spirit in a clairsentient way, that's when you get drained the most, in my experience. But when you are trying to shift an element, like if you can imagine you're moving water, like you're putting every energy body that you have into this water to shift it. I mean, yeah, now nah, you'd be out for a couple of days. It'd be pretty exhausting. I think I've, um, when I went to go shift like some clouds, which is air, it's not as heavy as water. You know what I mean? Like it's easy. Um, I still like afterwards was like, oh my gosh, like dead. <laughs> dead. Wow. Okay. I can imagine that. Oh, I love that though. It's, it's my, I'm really enjoying that work a lot. That's awesome. Okay. What does a healing, a typical healing session look like for you? Do you find that people come to you for, like, you'll get a lot of people for the same reason, or is it just all over the place? Everything you could imagine people come to you for. And I'm sure the listeners would love to hear a little bit of like how your healing sessions are. Oh, Michelle. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've had all the different things. I've had chronic pain, illness, cancer. What's another one? Um, infertility, um, skin stuff as well. Like it's just like that, like heaps of different things, but like in that realm, right? So I think off the bat when I started healing sessions, like the first people that I started healing had cancer. I don't know if you've experienced that too. I'm sure you have with like, you know, the illness is really intense and you're just like, um, am I competent for this? <laughs> like, wait, like, is this something that I can offer? Um, but I was lucky enough to be, you know, in a space where I could hold space and then they kind of went into remission. I don't know if you've experienced that too. Also with chronic pain, I feel like chronic back pain really annoys the crap out of me. I don't know if like you've experienced that. We are just like, oh my gosh, and I've shifted you. And then the clients come back and being like, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's like still there. Like that one really irks me. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like it just keeps coming back, right? The chronic back pain. Yeah, chronic back pain is, is something that I'm still trying to kind of figure out. But I mean, it works, but it's like, it almost feels like there's a combination of like me doing things and then the client doing things as well. So I've gotten to a point where, you know, I can shift things, but I also am like with my clients, like, hey, this is what we need to eat. These are the vitamins, blah, blah, blah. But also I've had clients like get their period back. I've had clients um, have their skin stuff go down. I've had clients' um, relationships with like spouses that have never talked to get better. And then other illnesses like just heal up. So that's kind of like the, Michelle, there's so much to say. Like, how do I even bullet point? <laughs> I'm just thinking like if somebody wants to come to you and they're like, hmm, I wonder like if it's a match, right? Oh, I'm having this issue. Should I book a healing session with Haley? I'm thinking that people probably have um, a lot of things, different things going on. And they're probably thinking, um, where did they go? Where did they look for healing? Yeah. I think yeah. the work that we do, uh, not a lot of people know about it. And, and I know people hear about Reiki a lot. I don't know if you work with Reiki energy, but I think that your healings are a lot different. I think if you were to come for a healing session with me, the way that I work is really different. Yeah. So a lot of my work is ancestral. So I have a lot of family members come in who have passed away that are that kind of show me different parts of the body and show me like what is in your lung, what is in your liver, where that emotion goes back to. Like it might be six, 16 generations of like back pain. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of um, ancestors that come through and tell me like, hey, can you shift this? 
And so I have a lot of that stuff happen as well. Ancestral healing sessions are very intense. I die from them. (laughs) And then when it comes to like back pain and stuff like that, sometimes that's ancestral, but sometimes it is just like your body holding on to something emotional, which is like a whole different ball game. I feel like Reiki is very structured, right? Like Reiki is very like, this is how you do it. Yeah. I think my healing sessions are very intuitive, very mediumistic, um, and very much based on like um, entities that I see in the body and also like different parts of the body that hold different things. So yeah, I think I've had, I've had a, ment- a client be like, can you teach me? And I've looked at her and gone, I literally don't know how to teach you this. <laughs> like I have no idea. You're like, I haven't read this in a book. It just somehow um, flows out of me. Yeah, it's hard to teach it when it, you're not that structured. How, well, how do you how do you heal? Like, how how does your healing sessions work? Um, so they're mostly Reiki based. So I work with Reiki, but I also I did my master's with um, a teacher. She taught me like shamanic practices. Also, that was really interesting. So there are some tools that I use on top of the Reiki. Call them Reiki sessions, but people when they come. It's like, oh, I've never had a Reiki session like that before because I'm doing other things at the same time. So I do like the blend. Like I think Reiki is a good a good starting point and a good foundation. But then I like to bring other healing modalities and aspects into it also. Because then it's just nice how each thing complements another thing. And it's like a bigger picture and I feel like it's more powerful for sure. Yeah, definitely. Do you do like um psychic surgery? I don't know too much about psych surgery, but but when I'm doing my Reiki sessions, I'll get angels come in. Like I'll invite their angel guides, and I um I actually invite like ascended masters and the um, the doctors and their loved ones. I invite actually I don't know maybe it's some kind of surgery because when I invite all of these loved ones and guides and angels into the space, I feel like I see everybody working together with a hammer. And like a toolbox and we're all like healing and they'll take me to like which part of the chakra. And I can literally see most of the time when I see like the hammer and everything of everyone trying to repair. A lot of the times it's to do with the heart chakra. Like I feel like I'm seeing band-aids put on and everyone's just like working together as a team. So when I'm doing the Reiki session, I never feel like I'm working alone. I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I really do love that. I, I hear you with like the guides doing all of the work, <laughs> you know, like you're almost just you do your thing or like they, you know, construct everything. And I think like when you we talk about like psychic surgery, I remember I hung out with Jess and like she kind of taught me a little bit about it. You know, I don't know if it's how you work, if it's the same way, but like when I go into a part of the body, like I almost feel like I'm pulling out a story and then I, like, I'm pulling out different things. And sometimes like I went into a hip one time and I went to go like pull out the energy that I could see. And then I found a dog and then I was just like, dog in your womb, what? And then I started to explain what was happening. And she was like, yeah, my mom, my mom ran over my dog. Oh my God. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, mother wound and she really liked this dog. So it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I feel like that's a little part that might be different or not different. Maybe you do it in, in the same way, but it's not called that. But a lot of it is psychic surgery for me a lot of the time. Yeah. Very cool. It's almost like I'll get that too, where I guess I looked at it as a different way or I didn't put a name on it, but each chakra would tell a story, 
right? Like I would pick up, say, example, like something from the root and the and then every time I'm working the chakra, it's like I get a different story or a different ancestor, a different loved one. One will come and say, for example, the mom, and if there's trauma while I'm working in the heart chakra, the mom would come through. And then when I'm working on the crown, it's like, okay, somebody else is coming through. And then it's interesting. It's the body tells a story for sure. Yeah, definitely. And people are, and everybody's there to get a little bit of something out. Like they just are like, oh yeah, I can finally tell my story. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. I love healing sessions, but oh my gosh, they really are currently really hard to hold space for because it's just so intense I think I have one mentor that like does 10 sessions a day and I just look at her like wow yeah it was so intense but what I is love the most it. amount of sessions that you can do a day right now maybe two or three but I mean it's hardcore you know so it's just like I have run right after this podcast so I'm just like sitting here going, okay, and the room is filling up and I am getting exhausted <laughs> already and it hasn't even begun. I don't know if that's how you feel with your healing sessions as well. Like, do you get that type of vibe or is it like pretty chill and good? Um, It's not super draining because I'm channeling Reiki energy the whole time through my body, which is nice because I also get the Reiki energy for myself too. But I think the draining part definitely comes in when I'm giving messages and I'm connecting mediumistically. And th- it just comes all in because I guess I I allow that everybody c- comes in. But I think the Reiki, just if it was only Reiki, it wouldn't be draining, I don't think at all. But it's a little mm-hmm. bit of everything. So Yeah, that makes sense. Because when, when you come for a he- healing session with me, I talk the whole time. Like it's pretty much a reading. So I will read you pretty much and then shift as I'm reading you. So um, yeah, that, that explains the difference. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> exhausted after yeah yeah is there anything else that you want to talk about that I haven't brought up today Hmm. I think that that was a pretty clear path of what I'm up to and where where I've been are you down for a little bit of rapid fire before we end oh what is rapid fire what is this (laughs) (laughs) okay it could be rapid fire or slow fire but you know when they ask you rapid questions it's okay if it's not super rapid. Like, if you want to elaborate, that's fine. <laughs> da, da, da. Exciting. Exciting. It's some rapid fire music. <laughs> All right. So, a first question is, what is your zodiac sign? Oh, Aquarius. Do you know your rising and your moon? Yes, I am a Cancer rising and a Leo moon. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Oh, I am owl. I feel like that's the first one that came to my mind. Okay, what is the most common thing that spirit comes through as a message in your readings? Oh, that's a good question. How important healing is, I think. Like, that's probably the biggest thing. I think I've watched, you know, I think the good part about being in earthbound and high high realms is that I get to see the importance of healing. So, yeah, I've, yeah, I think healing is the biggest thing. Even people that I'm religious as well. I, I mean, I was religious. I'm not religious anymore. But there were a lot of religious people that came to me and they were like, look, I'm sorry. Like, can you tell her healed that? And I don't want her to go through that. So healing is something that I feel like keeps coming up. Okay. That makes sense. What is the best prank that you have ever played on somebody or they played on you? Oh, I was just watching pranks the other day too. (laughs) God, I'm not a prank person. I'm really not. I think one, the only person I prank is like my, um, my husband when I'm just like, oi, 
like I'm about to have the baby now or like I am pregnant like when I'm just trying to mess with him oh yeah, yeah like is it <laughs> like that's my, my typical April Fool's prank is like I'm pregnant dad and it's like yeah okay every year it's the same joke <laughs> one day it'll be true and then it won't be a prank <laughs> yeah exactly all right what is the best way to warm up your clairs oh I love this one I love to just put on some crazy music, most mostly music that involves talking, if I'm being honest, and then just like live my best life. Like that's what I love. So yes, that's how I will make Les up. Hmm. A little dance party. <laughs> yes. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, that's a nice question. I think I would tell her it gets better and that everything that you are that you're trying to run away from is is actually the special parts about you so yeah oh that was a nice question michelle how do you throw that little deep one in there (laughs) yeah but yeah i think that's that's always a nice question to go back to do you have a podcast that you would recommend to the listeners oh okay yes i one love spirit speakers um danielle i love um spirit school yeah, those are probably my mains right now. But Spirit Speakers is like my go-to. Love I that one. Started, I just started listening to that one. It's good. Uh, <laughs> cool. What inspires you or gets you motivated? Oh, I think I love one to just hang out with my children. Love my kids. I want to go and hang out at the park. Also, I love having like conversations about this work. Really helps me. And then the other part is that I just like doing something really thrilling. Like, help me jump off a cliff real quick so that I can feel better. <laughs> you know, I, I want to bungee jump. I want to like experience life. So, or I, um, an intense, like, I'm very spontaneous. So I love to be like, let's go to another country real quick. So, yeah. Just real quick, just five minutes. <laughs> just back, come back soon by dinner. Yeah, I'll see you soon. <laughs> what is your biggest fear? Oh, oh, my biggest fear is probably not being free, like not being myself. Yeah, I really don't like to be put in like a system or a structure. Yeah, <laughs> that's my biggest fear. Is that weird? I feel like that's a bit strange. <laughs> oh, I, I feel the same way, like being put in a box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is the last thing that you Googled? Oh my goodness, I don't even know. Oh, um, Vanderpump. <laughs> I don't know, like Vanderpump Rules. I don't know if like anyone watches that. No, you watch it, guys. You watch it. But um, yeah, I like reality shows sometimes. It's so mean though. Like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I was. Watching I have that. to get into it. Right? Have you watched all the seasons? No, I just watched this last one. That's it. But yeah, that's one of the shows I want to get into. What is your go-to karaoke song? Hmm. I don't do karaoke, Michelle. I don't do it. I don't think I've ever done it in my life. <laughs> okay. Well, what's, your, what's like your go-to favorite song that you just be blasting at your place? Oh, wow. I, I feel like that song by Shania Twain, You're Still the One. Like we always like, me and my husband always sing it to like um, annoy each other. So we it's not actually like a loving space like we're like I can sing it better you can sing it better (laughs) or we try to sing it to our children to like make them love us more so it's a competition (laughs) all right last question what is your most embarrassing moment oh my goodness um 
<laughs> I don't even know. Like, there's so many. I think one time I got drunk and I accidentally went into um, my best friend's brother's room and so tried to kiss him, I think. And then, yeah, that was really embarrassing. Like, because he was um, like, oh, like, what's going on? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> and so that me and, <laughs> me and that best friend at the time, she was just like, that's my brother. And I was like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, drunk Haley, which isn't allowed anymore because I have so many damn kids. I'm like, where am I right now? <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty high on the ranking scale. Yeah, I think that's all <laughs> the questions that I have today. Thank you so much for me. Come on, Michelle. I love this conversation. Loved it. Problem. Thanks for taking the time out of your day and have fun with your little kiddos. Uh, I didn't hear any screaming, so that's good. I know my husband must be out with them, so yay! But thank you so much. I love this. And thank you. How can people find you? How can people work with you? Share all your your social handles and everything that you're offering. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I am intuitive Haley. Tia is my um Instagram. Yeah. That's kind of all I have, but I have a bunch of offerings, readings, um, and readings are very mixed. It's not just psychic mediumship, it's psychic mediumship, medical, everything. So if you're coming for just a little party, that's where you can find me. I also do mentorships and I also have a course on developing your clears and healing sessions as well. So there's a lot there, but yeah, that's me. I'll <laughs> include the links for everybody so they can find you. 